Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is Ask Daydon Advice Mondays. It's actually a post-Mother's Day special, pre-Memorial Day special. And, you know, I, I usually do one of each. Uh, this year I'm just going to kind of lump it all together. I want to start off by saying Happy Mother's Day to all the great mothers out there, the mothers who uh, do the best they can to raise their children, uh, be a respectable example of, you know, what a woman and mother should be in the in the community. Uh, you know, we often see and hear stories of, um, unfortunately, some not-so-good uh, mothers and a lot of things going on out there. But definitely, you know, congratulations, happy Mother's Day to everyone who is out there doing some really great and positive things. In fact, I came across the scripture uh, that actually my pastor read last week uh, in regards to Mother's Day. It was from Proverbs uh, 31, Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You know, we look around and we see so many women out here in the streets and, you know, dressing provocatively. And, and a lot of times there are kids involved. And, you know, I think, when we, excuse me, there's so much talk around education these days, so much talk around um, the schools and just, you know, what our young children are not doing out here, you know, they're not doing things the right way in many cases. And at the end of the day, we need to look at what's going on in the house. We have to look at these fathers. We got guys out here, you know, wearing rompers. I want to talk a little bit about that today. Just craziness, crazy, crazy things, you know, crazy things going on that should never happen. And a lot of that has to do with how they're being raised and how they're being influenced by, uh, by their parents and those around them. So, but again, happy Mother's Day. Uh, and everyone have a safe Memorial Day. Um, also, before we get into it, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out this weekend to uh, my fraternity, my chapter's uh, first, our, our inaugural. Uh, there's no such thing as a first annual, so I won't say that, but our inaugural civilians in the police community forum uh, in the Norristown section of Philadelphia. It was it was really good, and I just want to say a couple things about it, you know. You turn on the TV, you turn on the, the radio, and you hear so much, you know, race baiting, and you hear so many different things, you know, from the media about you know, just really trying to put the, the, the police versus the African-Americans, and you look at the government. It's all about race, and there, there's a very specific agenda. Um, you know, it's like almost like they're talking for us. There really are not a lot of forums where you actually see police officers and, you know, people in law enforcement actually talking and having a dialogue with the community. I mean, that's actually very, you would think it's not. It wouldn't be rare, and they would have a lot of that given everything that's going on, but it's actually very rare in this country. And so we actually had an opportunity to sit down with the chief of police for, for Norristown here in the Philadelphia area and, and some other people, and it was a really good dialogue. You know, it was a really good dialogue. It gave us an opportunity to kind of see, one, let our voice be heard, but also to hear from the police, the perspective of the police, how they feel, what their thoughts are on why some of these shootings are happening, ways that those shootings can be avoided. And not just talking, you know, just talking about it, but really I felt like he did a good job putting us into his mind, like letting us see what really goes on in their minds in that moment. Now, you obviously, you have, you know, race is obviously going to be a part of certain instances, but, you know, 
he's a black he's a black man, you know what I mean? So really just kinda of hearing from him was for me very uh informative and, and I appreciate it. So shout out to everyone who came and you know, what we look forward to doing, you know, more of those types of things in the community. Hopefully, you know, around the country we'll see more things like that. Because I feel like, and that's one of the reasons why I do this show, because conversation is needed. You can't just have things, you can't talk at people. you really got to talk with people about the things that they're passionate about to hear both sides. I want to talk a little bit uh, about what's going on in the world right now. There's obviously a lot going on in politics. There's a lot going on in uh, well, in entertainment. There's a lot going on uh, as far as race relations goes. So I want to just kind of break those down. Like today is not really a like – I said, I do want to talk about this whole romper ridiculousness, but, you know, I just, kind of, I just have a lot of stuff I want to get off my chest. You know, there's been a lot of conversation on, uh, on social media uh, regarding Donald Trump and regarding the government as a whole. And, you know, so I just want to kind of – talk about some of this stuff from a logical perspective. A lot of things that are being said, I've seen, are really not logical. People are speaking. There's a lot of emotion uh, out there, and and rightfully so, but there's not a lot of logic. There's not a a lot of common sense being applied. You know, for example, uh, this this past Tuesday was Election Day, and now I've been doing some research and the, the numbers, the, the voter turnout in the black community should not be a surprise to anyone that it was abysmal. Like, it was not good. A lot of people did not vote. A lot of black people did not vote. And it's the same thing every time we have an election. It was the same thing uh, in, the, in the big election. It's, it's, it's always literally the same thing. And I, like I told you guys, I don't really have a problem with that per se. You know, I don't. I do not have a problem with people exercising their right not to vote. That's your. I said on Facebook. That's your decision if you choose not to vote. Now, and I'm also not one of those people who says stupid things like, "If you don't vote, then you don't have a right to do it." You, you're a grown man. You're a grown man. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want, and nobody's going to say a thing to you. You don't, but at the end of the day, that's your decision. The issue that I have with people is that when they just don't care. You know what I'm saying? When you, when, when things are happening that sh- that you should care about, okay, and you don't care, and I see people not caring, that's what I have an issue with. Because see, there was a time in my life where I didn't vote, but at the, but again, I had reasons for not doing that. Now, you, anyone who knows me, knows. I have a long history of doing work in the community, doing extensive work in, the, in our, specifically in the black community. So for me, I don't believe that the, that the only, first of all, the, the United States government is corrupt. That's what, you know what I mean? So if the government is corrupt, then obviously you guys should understand that the voting process is also corrupt. So I don't have a problem with anyone who says, you know what, I choose not to participate in this obviously corrupt this fraudulent system. I don't, but I do acknowledge that there's an issue, and so I want to get out here and I want to mentor some kids. I want to get out here and I want to teach a course. I want to get out here and I want to pick up some trash off the ground. I want to get out here and I want to actually start a business in the black owned community. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually want to do those things. Then that's cool. Because you, you know, see, what people don't understand is 
the only way to change, make change is not through the government. You can, there's a plenty of different ways to bring about change that you want to see in your community. Okay, you don't have to vote for someone who where the system is already rigged. You know what I mean? People are so stupid. No disrespect, but a lot of people are just stupid and ignorant and have no idea how the voting process even works. And those are the main people talking about, oh, it's so important that you vote or you're irresponsible because you didn't vote. But they themselves have no idea who or what they're even voting for, which is crazy to me. So, but yeah, so, and so that's my issue. My issue is that our, as a community, we don't care. We are hypocrites when it comes to politics. What am I talking about? Case in point. I just pulled on my uh, Facebook page today. You know, you look at Donald Trump. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump, okay? I want to talk a little bit about Donald Trump. One of the issues that I have is that people have, they, they rely on the media, okay, to, to determine what and who they're passionate about. The media should not, the media does, does not determine my passion. If I do this show, the only reason I'll do this show is because it's because of issues that I am passionate about because I'm passionate about not because someone told me this is what I should be passionate about. I didn't turn on NBC News this morning or Fox News this morning and wake up and say, oh, you know what, wow, that really riled me up, so I want to talk about this. No, it's just stuff that I know. This stuff that is, is important to me because of me and no one else, okay? And so this is what we have to do. You can't, you know, here in Philadelphia, a little boy, you know, was actually shot, okay, four times in the back and survived miraculously. I, got, I haven't heard any updates, but at the time when I read it, he, was, he had actually survived. He was shot four times. Some, some, uh, you know, some people were sitting outside. He was out there with his father on the porch, and some kids, literally kids, rode up on bikes to his porch and started shooting. And a little boy, I think two years old or something like that, two or three years old, was shot four times in the back. For me, and I, but, you know, I didn't hear anything about that on, on, on national news. I didn't hear... Lester Holt, Katie Courage, Matt Lau, or any of these other fools talking about this. But the fact that a two-year-old was shot four times goes virtually unnoticed. But Donald Trump goes to Saudi Arabia. Donald Trump fires James Comey. Donald Trump takes a smash. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Then it's, oh, my gosh. Oh, let's, let's, let's update our Facebook status. Oh, let's protest. Let's let's walk out on this, this you know, graduation you know what I'm saying? Let's protest. It's like, I don't care about Donald Trump. People are so stupid. No disrespect to anyone. But some people are so stupid because they just, they, they, they allow things that are really inconsequential to rile them up. For me, I get, the way people get mad about Donald Trump is how I get mad when I hear a little boy get shot or a little girl get shot in the head. You know what I mean? Here, like, and and it gets no coverage whatsoever. That's what really pisses me off. I don't get pissed off. Nothing that Donald Trump does pisses me off. Why? Because, one, it's expected. Two, it should be expected of everybody because the United States government. People, again, people are so stupid. They don't even, they've lived, they're, you know, what you want, 30 and 40-year-olds, 25, 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds who have lived their whole lives in this country. And for whatever reason, have not grasped the very simple concept that we live in a racist, sexist, oppressive, oppressive society, okay? That, your whole life, 
I'm going to be 40 this year. You're, my whole life I've lived in a racist and corrupt society. So when I see certain things happening within the government or anywhere, it doesn't, like, it's not like, you know, news to me. It's not like, oh, my gosh, this is like, I, I've, gone, I've been around white people my whole life. I went to, you know, an all-white elementary school. My high school was predominantly white, but it was a pretty decent-sized black population. My college university was primarily white. I've been I've had a career in corporate America for about ten years, so I mean you know I know all about being around racism. You, know, you understand that? And so when Donald Trump says something, or when Hillary Clinton does something, or Bill Clinton or Obama, anybody does something, it's not like a big deal to me. That doesn't mean I'm happy with it. That doesn't mean I like it. It just means I understand it. Now, when people look at Donald Trump, you know, and they, they act surprised. I said, well, what right now, this is for anybody, what is Donald Trump doing right now? What has he done so far that, one, was not expected, or, two, he didn't blatantly tell you he was going to do? Just let me know. What, what, whether it's building a wall, whether it's repealing Obamacare, whether it's you know, this travel ban, whether it's anything that you can talk about, what exactly is he doing that he didn't tell you that definitively he was going to do, not just do, but do within his first 100 days in office? I've watched all the debates. I've heard a lot of his speeches. There's nothing he's doing that should be surprising to anyone. Okay? Yet, those same people knew that he was going to do these things and still chose not to vote, still chose to just be a Facebook voter, a Facebook social media protester. Those are the people I have an issue with, people who are just stupid and people who just have no, you know, just no idea how things work and why they happen. We live in America. The government is racist. The government is corrupt. I don't care if Donald Trump is the president. I don't care if Obama is the president. Those are the people I really have an issue with, the people who think that just because we had a black president that we, don't, we did not still have a white and racist government. Those are people who just are stupid and have no business talking politics at all. Just don't even talk politics. If you think that things were actually good for the past eight years, don't even talk politics. Just go back to social media. Just go back to whatever it is you were doing. But don't talk politics because you just sound ridiculous. The, the agenda here is the same. Obamacare, people say, oh, my gosh, they repealed Obamacare and all these people are going to die. What the heck do you think was going on before? You know what I'm saying? What do you think was happening? What do, what, do you think, does anybody really think that Obamacare was put in place to actually help anyone less fortunate? Do, you, do people really think? I mean, I know people actually think that. It's amazing because they're ignorant and have no idea how the government works. The gov- First of all, the government has, has never and will never be put in place to help those less fortunate. That should be obvious by now. The government, if that was the case, health care would be free. As much money as this country has, as much opportunity they have to actually do certain things, as much money we, as we spend internationally on wars specifically designed to make the rich richer, 
health care could be and should be free. So all this Obamacare stuff, it, you know, like, but you notice Bernie Sanders was saying, look, I want to do universal health care. If you notice that, that's why the, 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 the rich and powerful kind of got together with the DNC and they, they, they kind of screwed them. Hillary Clinton and her people, they screwed them. People like that have good ideas, but they'll never have power. Why? Or, or they have power and they'll get a bullet in their head. But people who really represent change of the structure will never be around for long. That's why Bernie Sanders is where he's at, which is probably a good thing. Like I said, anyone who tries to talk that universal health care stuff, you know how many billions of dollars the health care system, Obamacare, as well as everything that's going on now, how much money that generates for the billionaires that run this country? Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Imagine if you just automatically gave that away. Oh, yeah, let's just give away a billion dollars, billions of dollars, you know, to those who are less fortunate, the same people who we want to control. Let's just give them, give them something free. Let's just make all the schools free. Let's, let's just give more funding to invest into these inner city schools. Why the heck do you think they didn't allow black folks to be able to read when they were slaves? What, what do you think is the reason for that? Because they didn't want us to be smart. They didn't want us to be empowered. They didn't want us to be liberated. They wanted us to be able to put words and thoughts together in order so we could actually have sense. So why the heck do you think that they would, you know, empower, you know, the youth in these schools with better funding, better books, better classrooms, better teachers? Of course not. But yet you go out to these suburbs, you know, just like in slave times. If you went out to the big White House, you know, these kids were getting, you know, tutored and teach, uh, excuse me, taught you know, by, by teachers, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and everything was going fine. But you go out to the cornfields and, and, and the, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, these black folks running around on their knees and blisters and can't read, can't do anything. Well, that's what they want. It's the same thing today, guys. So whether it's health care, whether it's education, you will be a fool to think Obama or Trump or whoever the heck comes up in, in 2020 you know what I'm saying, is going to make any any significant changes in any of these systems. I really just hope people, I just want to talk about that for, for a minute because people really need to understand how this country works, how this world works. Now, you have people out here protesting. You know, Mike Pence went to Notre Dame, people walking out. You had uh, Betsy DeVos, she was, we were talking about her a few weeks ago on the show, you know, people wanted to protest and act a fool. And that's the difference between black folk and, and, and you've got some of these rich white folk. You know, we, we act a fool when we want to protest. We do stupid stuff. Let's, let's destroy our own. Uh, uh, somebody dies, somebody gets shot by a cop. Let's, let's tear up our own neighborhoods. That's just stupid. You're ignorant. You know, Betsy DeVos, she come, came out, gave a speech, and, and they just want to just cut up and yell and boo and act a fool. Like niggas. Now, now, and I have no problem with protest. But a protest is a way, first of all, there's a time and a place to protest. There's a certain way that you should protest. I personally was raised to have respect. Okay? I was, I was raised to have respect. You don't have to like someone. Carry yourself in a respectful manner. Watch this. You don't have to respect someone to carry yourself in a respectful manner. I thought that what those, what those uh, black kids did, you know, over at the HBCU, I thought that was extremely irresponsible. You know, if they wanted to walk out like they did another day, hey, walk out. You want to be stupid? You don't want to get your diploma? You just want to leave? And fuck. Hey, that's the decision you're making. 
leave. You don't want to hear what she has to say? Then leave. Nobody told you to be there. But if you're, but you're yelling while someone else is talking, I mean, that's, you know, especially, I mean, like I said, I was telling you, go do that at your, uh, at your, at your, uh, in your corporate America job. Go try that. Like, let, let someone come in. Let Betsy DeVos come in. Let Donald Trump come in to your actual job where you're at right now, maybe listening in. You know, we got your headphones on. Let the, one of them come in and do a town hall when you're on their time and you try that dumb stuff. Watch how fast you're fired. See, that's the thing. Nobody would do that because they're not stupid. You understand that? But when people, people are opportunistic. See, that's real protest. When you're willing, willing to risk it all, you know, when you're willing to die, when you're willing to actually go to jail, then you know, those are real protests. But these, all this stuff is fake. That's for the cameras. They knew nothing was going to happen soon. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to mail you the phone. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Nothing happened. But go try that, you know, at your, at your corporate America job. See what happens. What else is going on out here, man? A lot of things going on in the world. You know, we look at, you know, one of, the things, one of my favorite shows, guys, from back in the day was my special on uh, race versus religion. And, you know, I talked a lot about, you know, why so many people are choosing race, you know, as, as a higher priority than their, you know, their religion, basically, their, their relationship with God. Why is race, why are race relations racial issues more prominent, more important than how God feels about certain things. One of the things I said on Facebook is that if you can scream how much you hate Donald Trump, you should be able to scream how much you love Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, and really just think about this. I mean, imagine, just imagine if you looked on your Facebook timeline, you know, you think about Christians. What are we here for? Ultimately, we're here to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, spread the word, you know, uh, evangelize, and, you know, tell people, hopefully bring people to Christ. But, I mean, think about it. When you scroll down your timeline, do you really see a lot of that or no? Because I don't, and I have a lot of Facebook friends. You know, I have a lot, thousands, in fact. And I sometimes do, and I don't, I don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of complaining I see a lot of foolishness. I see a lot of jokes, which is fine. You know, I, mean, I don't tell anyone how to, you know what I'm saying, what to say on their page, although a lot of people try to do that to me. But you say what you say, you do what you do. But in my opinion, if you're a Christian, there should be at least an equal amount praise of testimony, of encouragement. Don't just let your page, I would think, don't let it just be filled with hatred, you know, hatred and complaints. If you call yourself a Christian, you know, I, I mean, that, to me, that's just common sense. You know, like me, you know, I may say certain things on Facebook, but anyone who goes on my page, anyone who's ever followed me, what you see more than anything it, it, are, are Bible verses, are, is relationship advice, is dating advice, is, is, you know, testimonies. Now, yeah, I may talk politics here and there, ironically, those are the things that happen to end up getting the most comments and the debates and things like that. But, you know, anyone who knows me, you, you know, I post a scripture, multiple scriptures daily and because that's what's most important to me. You know, everyone nowadays is woke. I talked a little bit about that on my last show. Check out the archives of the last show if you missed it, guys. 
talked a lot about side chicks and, and cheating and if you're a woman, how not to get cheated on, why Carmella was in the strip club, why, you know, T.I. Is, is, is smashing Bernice and left his family. You know I mean? Like a lot of different stuff. You know, check it out. It's a really good show. But I mentioned, I, I touched on this ridiculous term being woke. Everyone's awake now, as, as opposed to what? Sleeping? Like, what were you, if you're woke now, what the heck were you before? You know what I mean? You just, you just, you know, running around, you know, like a zombie, you know, not knowing anything. But now all of a sudden you're awoke, awakened. It's just a stupid term. Every so often we, the black community comes up with these stupid, stupid terms that catch on like wildfire, and they just illustrate just the, how ignorant some people really are. And this, this, this whole woke thing is one of those terms. One of the questions that I asked on Facebook, I said, I said, first of all, is before I even got to the question, I said, first of all, it's impossible to be woke when you're relying 100% on the lies of the mainstream media as your main source of information. You know, like, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, the reality is the only reason is people, that people are so wound up and passionate about this whole Donald Trump is because every, you know, when they wake up, they turn on NBC. When they come home, they got on, they got CNN, and then throughout the day, they're on social media. You know, but what I have to realize is that the stories that pop up on social media, that you know, before they even have it, now they have whatever's trending in the news right there on social media. Why do you think they added that little feature? Because it didn't used to be like that. They actually stole that from Twitter. But if you notice, what's trending now comes directly from the Associated Press. Now, the Associated Press and various other forms of mainstream media, again, guys, are directly controlled by the government. They, they absolutely can you know, withhold things in the interest of national security. They put out certain things to push a particular agenda. So the, no matter how you slice it, let's be honest, the vast majority of people out here on social media are getting their news, getting their information about Donald Trump or whatever else that they're passionate about because that's what the government wants you to be passionate about. So how woke can you really be if you just started? I mean, some people didn't even read the news or watch the news, and, and so they considered themselves to be asleep. Before, they didn't even care, but now they care, but they're still asleep because they're getting their news right from the people who literally manufacture stories. It's become, you know, it's funny. People have made it a joke. You know, it's become like this, you know, this little catchphrase, you know, but that people make fun of, you know, that's fake news. That's one of the most ironic things ever. It's fake news because Donald Trump said it, right? That's, that's why it's funny. That's why people make fun of it. But, I remember a time when Barack Obama used that same term when he was discussing this whole birth certificate issue. There have been plenty of there have been plenty of fake news stories generated by the people who are behind the scenes pulling the strings. What you guys have to understand is if there's something the government doesn't want you to know, they put out certain distractions in the news. In those cases, in, in other cases, but mainly in those cases, 
stories that are used as distractions are actually fake news. Like, they're literally fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just created. Like, like for example, I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't. <laughs> this whole Russia thing, I've never – and, I, I, again, I've done this my whole life. I've always been into journalism, communication. Those are my majors in college, things I've studied, you know, even in my, my line of work after college, everything. This, I'm very into media, different forms of media, whether, you know, writing, you know, magazines, radio, different, you know what I mean, newspapers I've written for, different things like that. And, I, you know, usually when you put out a story, when there's a story that's put out to the public, it's usually based on something, you know what I mean? Like it's usually rooted in, in act, some, some actual fact. But, and I followed this story from, from the beginning. And, I mean, really I followed it before that. I mean, you guys know me. I've been talking about this ever since the Boston bombing. I, not to keep talking about it, but everything I said three or four years ago with the Boston bombing and, and the link to the Russians, I specifically said watch three or four years from now Watch everything that's going on with Russia. Who who remembers that show? If you don't, check out the archives. So I've predicted everything that's happened. This Google Boston bomb is a show I did three, four years ago and how they linked the Tsarnaev brothers, you know what I'm saying, to, and have, as having ties to Russia. That was totally fake. And I said, you know, there's an agenda to really turn us against Russia. I said that literally four years ago, and look what's happening now. Russia's in public enemy number one. So... This whole thing that Donald Trump is going through right now is all fake. It's not rooted in anything. They say, oh, he has ties to the Russians. You know, I mean, like, like, first of all, what ties? You know what I mean? Like, literally, what ties? What proof? What evidence do you have of this? You know, what? literally, what ties do you have? What, or what evidence is there of ties? Because any time, I mean, if that was really the case, someone, would have been arrested. You know what I mean? They're doing this. I'm using the quotes with my fingers. You know what I mean? Uh, quotation. If this was Facebook Live, I'd be doing the quotes. But literally, there's just this, there's this investigation that's been going on for months. What kind of investigation goes on for months and months and months, and it's front page news every single day, and there's never any proof? Where is the proof? Where are the actual indictments? You know what I mean? First, first they, they even say, you know what, Donald Trump is not being investigated. They said that. They said, but investigating his campaign. His campaign is being, Donald Trump has never been investigated for anything thus far. Let's be clear about this. His campaign has been, was investigated or is being investigated for having ties to Russia. Well, okay, what's up? Where is the, where is the evidence? How long, you know, how long is this investigation going to go on for? You know, I mean, with no evidence, no indictments, no nothing. It's ridiculous. It's totally fake. Donald Trump says it's fake. I'm telling you, it's fake. You know what I'm saying? There's now, now, one of the things I found interesting is that you have people that are more passionate. See, I touched on it before. But it's like if, if someone's cheating on you, wouldn't you want to know that? Wouldn't you want someone to tell you that? Like, if, if your girlfriend said, hey, yo, you know, I, I saw these emails, I ran into these emails, your, your boyfriend, your husband is, is cheating with my friend. I was at her house, and I saw her, 
I saw them communicating on, on the instant messenger. Your husband and my friend, would you not want that information? Or would you want her to keep that information from you? Well, WikiLeaks, you know, the, the, the Democrat, you know, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, the DNC, they were cheating. You know, there were thousands of emails released publicly that most people don't care about. Most people never read. They didn't follow it. But there were thousands and thousands of emails released by WikiLeaks that showed the downright blatant corruption of the Democratic National Committee, as well as specifically Hillary Clinton. That is this now, people aren't mad about that. People are not mad that Hillary Clinton was was uh, you know discovered to be corrupt, and the DNC itself was 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 corrupt. It is corrupt. People aren't mad about that. They're mad at the people who who are being who this is being attributed to. They're saying, "Well, hold on, you influenced the election. You cheated on the election by releasing this information." They're not even no one's no one's actually saying, "Well, hey, this information reveals your corruption." Now they're just saying, "Look, the information influenced the election," and I'm just looking like, "Wait a minute, shouldn't we be happy?" whether it was the Russians, whether it was the government, United States government officials who were probably spying for the Russians. You know, like, let me tell you something. I, I would think whoever released it, we should be thanking them. That's what I, I mean, you know what I mean? That's what common sense would tell me. We should be thanking whoever released information that showed us just how corrupt these people are. I would think, but again, maybe I'm just, you know, too logical. Now, another thing people need to understand real quick. One of my favorite, I have a few favorite shows of all time. One of my favorite shows of all time, one of the best shows on television, anyone who's seen it will tell you that. It's not contrary to public belief. It's not loving hip-hop. And guess what? Even more seriously, it's not scandal, okay? It's, it's definitely not empire, nothing crazy like that. But it's actually the Americans. Most, I know most black folks don't like you know, they don't like to think, so they don't watch the Americans. But there's no buffoonery in there, you know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of sex in there. But it is a really great show, and everyone who knows that knows it's a great show. But it, it centers around the it, – let me just tell you real quick what it is. Basically, you have a married couple. You have two Russian spies, actually. Two Russian spies. They're Russian, but they have – basically infiltrated the United States as, you know, just regular American, American couple. Your, your typical suburban, you know, parents, you know, two kids, house in the suburbs, they have their own business, you know, and that's what everyone thinks they are. But in reality, they're actually Russian spies. And they, they you know, interact with different people here in the United States. And they said, I believe, I want to say the 60s or 70s, um, but – it's, it's a very realistic show because why? Because guess what? It's, it actually goes on. Guess what? Newsflash. The United States has spies in Russia. Russia has spies in the United States. And, and guess what? None of this is anything new. Okay? None of this. Like all this stuff that the government is telling, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump has ties to Russia. Oh, my gosh, they're spies. The Russians have been spies. It's like, yo, what, 
Where have you been? You, you know what I mean? A president, God forbid, a president actually having secret ties with foreign leaders and foreign governments. What the heck do you think George Bush has been doing? What the heck think Obama has been doing the last eight years? What do you think all presidents do? You know how many backroom deals go on with, with various countries that, that the public never even knows about? This is nothing new. You guys, it's just new because the media is, has an agenda of, of discrediting a particular president or a particular movement right now. So that's why it's being presented in this way. But none of this is anything new. You think the United States government just started having these ties? You think Obama, when he was, you know, linking up with, uh, with, with what's the name, staring at the chick's ass? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. You think what? They weren't doing some other deals as well. All this stuff has been going on. Okay. One of the things I said on Facebook was you're not, quote, unquote, woke if you're not familiar with the Rothschilds, the Bilderberg Group, Bohemian Grove, you know, you're not, you know what I'm saying? How woke can you really be? How informed about politics can you really be if you literally have no idea who the Rothschilds are, who the, you know, what, what the Bilderberg Group is and what it represents? If you have no idea what kinds of things go on at Bohemian Grove once a year when these people, these sick politicians, these leaders, they get together and worship demonic things, you know, do, the, do rituals. If you don't understand that the Bilderberg Conference, as they want to call it, actually happens once a year, and it's all the most influential politicians and world leaders and and just influential people get together and kind of talk about how the world is going to be played out over the next few years, you don't know politics. Now, these are terms that you'll never hear in the mainstream media. Okay? You won't hear those terms in the mainstream media. That doesn't mean they don't exist. When's the last time you heard anyone mention the Rothschilds on NBC or CNN? Have you ever heard Bohemian, uh, Bohemian Grove or Bilderberg Group on CNN or NBC. Oh, of course not. I've never had neither have you. But guess what? That doesn't mean they don't exist. It just means that there's an obvious agenda to keep certain things from the public and to flood the, the market with other things that coincide with their agenda. You know, research this stuff. And, and then you come back to me and tell me, you know, that you, how woke you are. You know, people are so, you say, oh, I'm woke. It's something that I, I don't understand. I said online, I said, so Hillary Clinton obstructed justice by deleting thousands of emails under federal subpoena, and half the country still wanted to make her president. Let's just really break this down. I just want to talk about it because everyone's talking about this on social media. There was a big debate on Facebook about this, about this comment. But to me, it's common sense. Everyone should know by now Hillary Clinton obstructed justice. She had this private email server, okay, and it became clear that, 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 you know, she was doing things that were illegal, immoral, and unethical. So after a, a subpoena, well, some people say before the subpoena was issued, some people say after the subpoena was issued, no matter when it was issued, she deleted thousands of emails 
to hide her her wrongdoing and to basically obstruct justice. If there's an investigation going on or an investigation that you know is about to go on and you decide to try to cover your tracks, well, that's obviously not okay. So, but yet, yet and still, half of the country still wanted to make her president. Now, <laughs> yeah, I say now, Donald Trump is actually president, right? He's actually the president. And you hear people throwing out words like impeachment. Okay, impeachment. Well, he should be impeached, and I don't think he's going to serve his whole four terms. Oh, okay. I said, really? Why do you say that? Well, no, nah, he just did. He's going to be impeached. Oh, really? Even with the Republican Congress? Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. I don't care about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, he's going to be, okay, cool. Let me know when, how that works out. You know, but I said, but, but for what, though? They say, well, you know, he, he's obstructing justice. I said, really? I said, how's he doing that? Well, he's not. He, he fired James Comey. He fired James Comey because he was getting too close to him. I said, oh, really? I said, so he fired James Comey, and that, that's obstructing justice. I said, okay, we can talk about it. I said, let's table that for a second. So Donald Trump is obstructing justice, but you, you want him impeached. I said, but Hillary Clinton, we all question whether or not Hillary Clinton obstructed justice is not a question. That's a fact. The emails are out there. The deleted emails are out there. That's not, you know what I mean? The emails that she deleted purposely are out there. They were released by WikiLeaks. They're there. You can Google them right now. So that's not a question. So I say, I say you want to impeach Donald Trump for doing something that Hillary Clinton did, I said, if that's the case, why would you want her to be president? And that's where the, you know, the comments stop and, you know, people start acting weird, like get deleted or blocked on Facebook, you know, stuff like that. Because it makes no sense. You can't want to impeach someone for something that you, but that the other person did and you actually want them to be president despite it. And I said online, I said, did, do, did Donald Trump fire James Comey for, for, you know, to cover his ass? I said, you're damn right he did. And I said, that should be obvious to everybody. You know, it's like if, 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 you, if you attack me, I'm going to defend myself. You know, I, you know if, if, let's just forget, forget attacking me. I told you guys on Facebook, if, if you don't like me, I'm not, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I would rather people tell me, like, hey, they say, hey, Dan, you know, I really don't like you. You know what I mean? I really don't be feeling what you be talking about. I say, cool. That's fine. You know, they don't have to listen to my show. They don't have to follow me on social media. That's fine. And we can just keep it moving like that. But the issues I have is, is people who are around me who pretend. And so what I try to do for me personally, I try to just remove anyone who I even think might not like me. We don't have to have a beef. It's just you don't like me. You know what I'm saying? I don't, so therefore, I don't like you. And so I get, maybe that's just me, but I would assume, obviously, if James Comey clearly doesn't like Donald Trump, isn't, you know, a fan of his, does not have his best interests at heart, and I'm not saying he should, but if I was Donald Trump, I wouldn't have people in, in positions of power like that who I didn't think had my best interests at heart or, you know what I'm saying, or, or had an agenda, you know, to, to, um, 
to remove me from power, to do me harm in any way. I mean, to me, that's not rocket science. And I look around on social media, there's so many subliminal posts, there's so many fake friends, and I just look at like, yo, y'all must have too much time on your hands because to me, I don't have time to be wasted on people who don't like me. I don't have time to be around people who don't like me. I have no desire to be around people who like who don't like me. You know, if I don't know, then I don't know. But once I know, I'm gonna do so. Maybe I, I said, maybe I'm just too logical. You know what I mean? In a, in a society filled with, you know, unlogical things. I don't know. That's just me. But one thing I said online in regards to James Comer, I said. As evil and corrupt as the FBI and the CIA, you know, the, the government in general have, have historically been, I said, why do people have the audacity to feel sorry for these people? You know, I said online, I said, you know, the 100% corrupt United States government has done business, you know, and had known ties to Middle Eastern terrorist organizations for decades, longer than that. I said, yet everyone all of a sudden is so concerned with government ties to Russia. I said, how do you think 9-11, you know, and some of these other international incidents have come about? I mean, really just think about this stuff. You know, this is what the government does. This is who they are. Yeah. Now I made a prediction. Uh, what was it? Last week or a couple a couple weeks ago, prior to election, I said all this talk about politics and the black voter turnout on the 16th will will still be abysmal. I said hashtag just watch. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it it actually was abysmal. You know I said black folk they they talk about politics 24 seven except when it's time to actually vote. You know, when it's, when it's, you know, we did the community forum. We just did the community forum. And I put it on my Facebook page. I know a lot of people publicize and get flyers out there in the community. Yo, we had an actual town hall discussion, community forum with the chief of police, not just the cop. I've been to some of these when it was just a police officer. But we had the actual chief of police, and from Norristown, which if you guys are from this area, you know about Norristown. If you're from different parts of the country listening, you know, or you don't, you don't know, but Norristown is not, it's like a, it's kind of suburban, but it's like not a good area. It's a very impoverished area. Um, you know, the school system really aren't that good. So, you know, there's a lot of violence and things like that. And so for me, I thought that, wow, you know, this is a really good thing that you don't see often. So I'm thinking the room would be packed. I'm thinking, be a huge turn. I mean, it was, you know, it was cool, you know, but it wasn't, you know, definitely wasn't overflowing with people. And for me, that's just that just goes to the ignorance and the hypocrisy that we as a community, you know, put forth. So it's one thing to talk and you know, we'll protest on social media and we'll say different things, but when it comes time to actually confront the police officers and actually not even confront, but actually talk to them. You know, and people, you know what I'm saying, people actually, you know, they don't even show up. But, you know, it is what it is. What else? But like I said, man, you know, like I said, pray for that, pray for that little boy shot in the back. You know what I mean? Shot in the back four times. You know, we look at, we look around and, you know, I see, I say, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, parenting, parenting in the black community. I've done a few shows on that over the years or, or lack thereof. 
You know, one thing I said, parents spend less time worried about what Donald Trump is doing and more time worried about your badass kids who are out here roaming the streets. You know, the irony with all of this is that the people complaining, the people out here in the streets, the majority, those are parents. Those are parents out here complaining. But where, so my question is, the same parents complaining in many cases are the parents whose kids are out there robbing and killing. Parents are out there with illegal guns, standing on the corner, posted up in front of the corner store. You know what I mean? Like literally selling drugs in their own community. You know, but those those are the same ones talking about F Donald Trump and this and that, complaining. Well, how are you complaining when your kids are the real problem out here? I mean, sure, these these, these kids out here do have parents, right? I mean, they do, so they they do have someone who raised them, you know, or didn't raise them, didn't raise them right. But you know what I'm saying? So where are their parents? I guarantee you, those are some of the same people who are out here protesting and pissed off at Donald Trump. But their own kids. Don't really think about that, guys. Their own kids are out here robbing and killing, and you want to talk about (laughs) Donald Trump. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. It would really be funny and ironic that the same people whose kids are out here know the lyrics to, you know, songs glorifying Molly and Percocets and, you know what I'm saying, gang-banging, I'll shoot you in the face. This and that, like gang violence, Future, Troy Ave, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, T.I., all glorifying guns, drugs, violence. But y'all, I wouldn't be mad about Donald Trump. You're a piss-poor example of a parent, and you want to talk about Donald Trump? From what I can see, Donald Trump's kids turned out pretty good. Where are your kids? No disrespect to anyone listening, but these are just rhetorical questions. But the parents, a lot of the parents who are out here protesting and have so much to say when their kids, if your kids are cool, then then I'm not talking to you. But if you have kids and you know damn well they've got a gun under the mattress, you know that your kids has $200 Jordans on that you didn't buy. And you, in the pro, and you don't even care where it, where those Jordans came from. Let me have come into the house with something other than the bobos that I wore growing up. See, I didn't have two hundred dollar Jordans, not because my parents couldn't afford it, but because in their mind they said, you know what, we're not spending that type of money on those types of shoes. We're going to send you to the best possible school. We'd rather put our money there. You know, clothes from the thrift store, but we'll send you to a you know thirty thousand dollar a year elementary school. You see, like that's, but those type of sacrifices are not being made anymore. But yet, you see what I'm saying? So it's not even about the money, but these kids, these parents don't even care. They don't even care in many cases where their kids are getting these, this money from, where they're getting these clothes from. And people, and a lot of people out here, they, they see it, but they choose to ignore it. You know a drug dealer when you see it. I know I do. I see drug dealers, and we want to act, we, we, we want to be so politically correct. We want to be so politically correct to a fault. You know, it's like we, we oh, 
And I, I see people that, well, how do you know he's a drug dealer? How do you know he didn't? No, just stop it. You know a drug dealer when you see one. You know a thug. You know a criminal when you see one the same way I do. Okay? Let's not act like we don't know what's up. Let's not act like these cops don't know what's up. We need to stop being so politically correct and start being real and honest about the real problems in our community so we can come up with a solution for them. You know, kids are out here listening to Beyonce, having sex, you know, sliding down poles at 16 years old, and the parents are laid up trying to figure out how to get a man, how to get a man to take care of their kids, their three, four kids. You know what I mean? And they're too busy doing that to figure out how to actually be parents. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying this. I'm actually speaking about actual instances. Now, obviously, this is not everyone, but this happens. There are parents who actually are more concerned with sex and and the you know finding love than they are to actually be a parent to their kids. I know, for, for example, I know some kids. You know, their their mom will you know go out to work. She'll come home tired, stressed out, and so she'll just chill and she wants to hang out with somebody. A guy trying to smash, he's like, you're blowing him up, blowing him up. What time you get up? Oh, yeah, I get off at 7, so, you know, you can come over around 8. Wait, kid, did you, do, did you even do your homework? Did your kids even eat? You know what I'm saying? Did you do homework with your kids? Did you read to your kids? Did your kids get a bath? No, because you out here got dudes on your heels trying to get that ass. I mean, really, because I, I, I spoke about a lot of this stuff before I was married and before I had kids, you know, but now I see it from a different perspective. You know, I see what raising kids is, is like. I know how little time you really have. You work an eight-hour day. You come home, you're getting dinner, you know, you're actually eating. By the time you eat, you got to do homework. You got to get baths. You got to straighten up their mess that they made with all the toys. You know what I'm saying? You you know, ideally you'd like them to be in bed by eight or nine o'clock. You know, and and by that time, what time do you have to really be out here getting smashed off, being you know, being somebody's jump off? What at what time do you have to be out here getting smashed off, you know, getting pregnant again, perpetuating the problem? You know, and, I mean and really just let me know, when do you have time for that? But there are a lot. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not focused on the women. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying this is the reality. This is what goes on. If parents actually were parents to their kids, we'd see a lot less foolishness going on because there's no time for it. There's no time for it. You'd be lucky if you could get a little bit of time to go out on a date with somebody on the weekend, you know, on one day out the weekend. But, you know, you go to church on Sunday, come home, take a nap, you know, maybe take your kids to the park. You know, by that time it's five, six o'clock. You get them dinner. You you, you go in. The, you know what I'm saying? You're doing the getting the the process start for the next week. There's no time for all the foolishness. But the reality is, people are not being parents out here. Kids know more about Percocet and Molly and Future and Little Wayne and Jay Z than they do about actual civil civil rights leaders. Emmett Till. You know, Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Like people, they don't even know. They have no, these kids out here literally have no idea what's going on. You know, go up to any, go up, you know, walk outside your neighborhood. Just, excuse me, young buck, 
Yo, who, who's uh, who's Meg Griffiths? So who is Emmett Till? Who is Marcus Garvey? Just ask them. I get. I 100% guarantee they won't know. I guarantee you. Shoot me an inbox. Let me know if you did it. And let me know if they knew. I guarantee they won't know. And that's not the school system. You can't blame the school system. You can't blame the school system for that. That's the parents' fault. It's like, ask, yo, who's Jay-Z? Who's Lil Wayne? Yo, yo, real quick, yo, who's T.I.? Who's, uh, who's Future? Name, name three songs Future sings. I bet you they can name them. But they can't name three civil rights leaders, which is a damn shame. <clears throat> Talk a little bit about these robbers. You know, that, that all leads me to this, this next point of these rompers. First of all, first and foremost, men, first, first of all, let me, let's just back up a little bit. There are people behind the scenes that are pulling the strings of everything that we see playing out in front of us. Okay, the music, you know, these athletes, these fashion trends. There are people behind the scenes that sit in some dark room and they brainstorm on on the overall agenda and, and the best way to project that agenda into our community, really onto the masses, but specifically the African-American community. If anyone is unclear... There is an agenda of homosexuality and the effeminization of young black men in this country, okay? Whether it's LeBron James wearing a a dress, Larry Johnson wearing a wig and a grandma outfit, Martin Lawrence being, you know, uh, know, Big Mama's house, Kevin Hart wearing a dress. I mean, the, the list is endless. Okay, the list is endless. It's not about, listen, it's not about the celebrities doing it. They've already been paid. They've already sold their souls, you know, and the price is, they have to go along with the agenda. That's the price of fame. So it's not even about them. It's about the effect and the influence that those people have on our youth. You see what I'm saying to you? Like, for example, this Dwayne Johnson, this is a perfect example. He's, he was just named the most uh, highest paid actor. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not actor. He was the most high, he's the highest paid celebrity, period, according to Forbes magazine. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He makes well over $20 million per movie, closer to $30 million per movie. I think last year he grossed over two hundred million, something crazy, in one year. All right. So what y'all have to understand is that he just I'm not he's been saying a lot of different things. Oh yeah, I want to be president. Okay, I want to be president. He's talking about running for president in two thousand twenty. He was I didn't see it, but he was just on Saturday Night Live, you know, kind of confirming that he's gonna be running for president and have Tom Hanks as as his running. Now, I don't know, is that a joke? Is that not a joke? But I'm pretty sure, see, what people need to understand is that we live in unconventional times. You know, you can have somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger be be governor, you know, you know what I'm saying, of California. You have Jesse the Body Ventura, who I grew up watching in wrestling, 
be the governor of Minnesota, and you can have a reality star like Donald Trump be president, why the heck can't The Rock be president? You know what I'm saying? Think about that. And so the powers that be are now looking at, like, wait a minute, we have to do something. We switched it up and we put Donald Trump in this. So now we're really going to switch it up and put the most. But see, here's the difference. Here's the difference. If people can elect someone like Donald Trump that they, the mainstream media has already demonized and villainized, vilified, I should say, imagine the possibilities if we can put an actual celebrity in the White House who people actually love. Imagine the possibilities. See, that's what people, that's what they do with, with Barack Obama. But, see, they want to take that to a whole nother level. We don't just want to put a politician in office who people love. We want to put someone universally loved by everyone in office and really fulfill the scripture that says, if you're loved by the world, the love of God is not in you. They want to really make that scripture a reality. I mean, it's already a reality, but they just want to take it to a whole other level. Just imagine how much legisl- evil, evil legislation could be passed. Imagine how much of their agenda, the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda, the, the, just all the violence, you know, having a, a background in wrestling and just everything they can really put forth with someone like Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the White House. So, again, you have to think. Yeah, I, See, I think five, six steps ahead of these guys. I already know what's coming. Y'all talking about Obama. Y'all talking about what's going on now with Trump. I'm not even talking about it now. We see what's going on. I'm talking about what's going on. See, that's what I was doing five years ago. I already told y'all what's going on with Russia. I told you why it was going to happen with Russia. Now we got to look at what's going to happen five years from now. So if you look at everything that's going on with this whole transgender thing, with this whole gay thing, they're, they're normalizing it, okay? They're taking away the uncomfortability. In fact, not only that, they're, they're demonizing and vilifying anyone who speaks out in any way against it. Do me a favor real quick when you get some time. Show me any celebrity, past or present, who's ever spoken out against homosexuality in the name of Jesus Christ. Just show me anyone. You, you, you guys know that's never happened, right? Like, you know no one does that. Like, there's no, like whether it's The Rock, whether it's, you know, Tom Cruise. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, you, you don't even have black pastors talking about homosexuality because they're afraid to piss someone off because someone has a gay uncle, a gay son, a gay daughter. They don't even talk about homosexuality. Some of the most popular and prominent pastors around the country were never ever about home, the, the sin of homosexuality because they don't want to offend anybody. So that's what's happening. They're making it so that people are afraid to, to speak up for Jesus Christ. They're taking it back to biblical time. You know, when they said, you know, who, who's a Christian here? Step forward. And, 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 you know, if you did, oh, then you got to go into the lion's den. They threw Daniel right in the lion's den just because he wasn't afraid to speak up for Jesus Christ and proclaim his, his love for God. They threw him into a lion's den. Some of y'all, y'all not, it's not even a lion's den in sight. Some people won't even update their Facebook status, let alone be thrown into a lion's den. My question is, where are the real Christians at? 
Where are the real Christians status and say, you know what? I love Jesus Christ. I support the Bible. I do not support homosexuality. Where are the where I don't have any Facebook friends that I don't see that on my, my timeline. You know? We're not even talking about there are places in the country. Excuse me. There are places in the world where people are being beheaded and tortured for proclaiming their love for Jesus Christ. So they hide it. You understand that? And yet, and we live in a country with, with freedom of speech as well as religious freedom. And people still will not even proclaim their love for Jesus Christ publicly. There are people who I know are Christians. Who are afraid to update their status? They say, "I don't want any drama. I don't feel like arguing anybody. For what? Why not? I'm out here in these streets. I see these guys with guns and drug dealers and thugs. You know, and you know, and there's actual, there's an actual, you know, reason, not necessarily to be afraid, but at least to be a little cautious about what you say and what you do, because there are people out here in the street." But we're not talking about people in the streets with guns. We're talking about Facebook. We're talking about social media. It's what I've been looking like, what? I don't want any drama. I don't want any problems. Problems? What problems? The little kid in the hospital got shot four times. He's got problems. You, what problems do you have for updating your, your Facebook status from your phone in your bedroom or in your office in your, the privacy of your own home? You're scared. You're not even out in the streets. After I get done the show, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to sell some cars. I'm going to go to an auction and buy some cars to sell. I interact with people, thugs, drug dealers, killers every day. You know, they, with a gun on my hip. Those are, you know what I mean? Those are, I'm not, that's not necessarily problems, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nothing. Facebook is nothing. Social media is nothing. So, back to these robbers. It's all, it falls in the, along the lines of the, with the agenda. You know, you got when you listen, when you make it cool to do something, then everybody does it, right? So how do you get? It's not about the rompers. Everyone knows. I said on Facebook, everyone knows. If you, the Bible says, if you dress like a woman, first of all, that's an abomination. Men should not dress like women. Women should not dress like men. So that's an abomination. Men should not have sex with men. You know, women should not have sex with men. This is clear. Everyone knows this. But so if you do certain things that are obviously and commonly associated with homosexuality, <clears throat> dressing like a woman is associated with homosexuality. So it's common sense. If you do certain things that are commonly associated with homosexuality, then you are a homosexual. This is not rocket science. Only recently, in the last several years, did the gender lines start being becoming blurred. In fact, I did a show in, with, by that same title, Blurred Lines. Check it out. Where I talked specifically about the lines being blurred, the lines between good and evil, and then the lines between gay and straight, the lines between a lot of different things. So, you know, if you have a man dressing like a woman, a romp, my wife, and there was a point in time I didn't know what a romper was. Like, yeah, romper, I'm like, that is a romper. But like a kid's thing, like a onesie or something? Like, like no, no, it's like a grown-up. I used to think it was weird. Like, wait, why are you wearing a baby outfit? 
I thought rompers were just for kids. Then I actually saw some women, and my wife was like, oh, those are rompers. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That looks, that looks not too bad. I actually love when my wife wears rompers. I like rompers. Ladies, that's a good summer fashion trend for you. That's a great way to be sexy as well as classy. I just, you know, you can wear a romper that fits, you know, and still be like, oh, okay, that, that looks kind of nice on you. Sundresses are another good one. Did a show a few years ago in summer fashion trend. You know, but so yeah, rompers are, are a good style for women, not for men. If you have men wearing a one piece, then he's he's probably gay. You know, and this is another thing that we have to do. One of the things we have to do is really define what that is. You know, I mean, if you if you dress if it walks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. If you have sex with little boys, then you're a pedophile. If you put out fires, you're a firefighter. If you fight crime, you're a police officer. Guess what? If you dress like a woman, then you're gay. See, I grew up in a different time. I grew up in a time when it was before it was socially acceptable to be gay or to act gay. That wasn't cool back in the day. If your jeans were just a little too tight, so, oh, man, you're gay. Oh, man, you know, you were... Uh, I'm trying to think, well, oh, that shirt is tight, man. Are oh, you gay? You know, oh, man, you sweet. You little feminine. Now, again, this isn't right. This was not, I'm not saying this was right to do, to call someone gay, you know, in, in a demeaning way. I'm not saying because it was wrong. It was very wrong. But the culture was that men were supposed to be men, period. There was no, like, if you didn't act like a man, then you were gay. Now we live in a society where the government, the, the, the media, this is really one and the same. They've created a culture where it's cool to not necessarily be gay, but to act gay. What am I talking about? Turn on the breakfast club. I mean, you can turn on anything. There's so many different things. You can turn on these talk shows, turn on these sitcoms. You could, like, Charlemagne, like, let's talk about, let's listen to the breakfast club. Look at the breakfast club. I. You can you can look. They make gay jokes on there. Charlemagne every single day says. Anyone who knows listens to the Breakfast Club knows this. Anyone you can listen to it every day. Every single day, there are multiple gay jokes made by Charlemagne. In many cases, by DJ Envy as well. They're always talking about some gay stuff. And it's just like what? Like they I, I, every day I see things from men that as a man I would never say or do. Even Kevin Hart, you know, he was on a a couple of years ago, I think he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he said something. He was like making gay jokes. Like if you're not gay, you don't make gay jokes. If you're not gay, you don't wear a romper. If you're not gay, you don't wear tight capris with with loafers on. And I think what people have to understand is, a lot of people don't understand that Hollywood is 90% gay. And the people who are really, quote, unquote, woke, they know this. Every, you know what I mean? People who are fake woke, whatever the heck that means, they have no idea about what I'm talking about. But anyone who knows, like, how the world works, Hollywood is 99.9% gay. These, these, these rappers, and it, rappers will tell you that the, most of the rappers are gay. That's why the real rappers you know, who never took a, you know, something up the ass. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're not the ones that are commercially successful. Y'all know that. 
They, they'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Cassidy, you know, they'll, they'll, they've actually said that. You know what I mean? Like, play, you know, the game, they've actually spoken on how, on how hip-hop is to the point where you can't really be successful if you're not letting these rich white music executives do you up the ass. That's common, that's common knowledge for anyone who knows anything about music. This is not, you know, speculation. This is not like, oh, let's just say something that sounds cool. No, this is common knowledge about the industry, okay? You know, it's, it's run by a lot of homosexual rich billionaires, period. And if you want to be successful, you know, and get paid by them, you're going to push a gay agenda, and you're going to be in some way gay yourself, you know, period. And it's unfortunate. And so I'm saying, you know, everyone's talking about rompers. One of the things I said about the rompers, I said, hold on, hold on. I said, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, let me get this straight. I said, people have a problem with men wearing rompers, but they see nothing wrong with men actually having sex with each other. You know, I said, how crazy is that? I mean, really, think, I mean, oh, you know, who cares what you do? And, you know, you should be able to love who you want to love, and it doesn't matter if you're gay or not, and this and that. But the moment somebody puts on a romper, and, oh, my gosh, you know, men are wearing rompers. What's going on? The world is coming to an end. Barack Obama got up there and flip-flopped his whole platform on, gay, on homosexuality. Nobody batted an eye. You know, coming out, he said, you know, in the beginning, he said, oh, you know what? As a Christian man, I believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman. As a Christian, that's what he said. Four to eight years, this, is, this dude is literally championing for gay rights. I've never seen anything like that. I've never in my life seen a, a greater political flip-flop than that. And no one cared about that. No one at all cared about that. He left office one of the highest approval ratings of any president in history. Never, but having one of the greatest political flip-flops in history. No one cared about that. But the moment people start, men want to start wearing rompers, everyone loses their minds. But no one has a problem with men actually having sex with you. Can be, you can see a, a black couple, two men walking down the street holding hands. And nobody would care. You know what I mean? We live in such a politically correct society that nobody would care. But let somebody put on a romper and upload that picture to social media in this World War III. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So one of the things that I said, I said, you know, when we look at these, these trends, when we look at these fashion statements, if you want to call them that, I said if we had more strong black men in the household. You know what I mean? If we had mothers who actually, you know, fine, if you're a single mom, you know, whatever, we can work on that. You know, but, you know, maybe whether it's a, you know, you have an uncle or a grandfather, you know, it does, it does take a village. You know, there should always be, you know, strong black, you know, um, Men and young men's lives. There has there has to be, there has to be. You know, otherwise they're going to end up, you know, with, with a romper. 
My nephew is 12. You know, my sister is a single mom. So, but guess what? I try to be be around as, with my nephew as much as possible so that I don't ever have to see him in a romper. Now, that's no disrespect to my sister, but he needs a strong black man in his life, period. And his father's in his life at the same time. You know, it's different. They're not, they're not together. So I got to do what I can do to make sure that he's straight, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we need more of that. We need more strong black men in the homes. Ladies, if you know, and this is, again, no disrespect. Again, happy Mother's Day to all. That's why I said to the, the, the great mothers, the actually great mothers. I said, but if you're a great mom, if you're a single mom, you can be great. But just make sure, I mean, it's common sense. If, if you, if a, if a boy, you know what I'm saying, if, like I think back to my child. So I had, I had three brothers, you know what I mean, growing up, a father, a grandfather, many different men, strong black men around me growing up. You know, so that, like, you know what I'm saying? No one would ever even think about Dadon Tolbert and gay in the same sense. Nothing sweet, nothing fruity, nothing feminine. Why? Because I was raised a certain way. You understand that? Same thing with all my brothers. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I personally don't know a lot of men or young men who are raised by strong black men who end up being gay or end up being feminine wearing rompers. Again, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. You've got weirdos out there who are jotting, taking down notes and, oh, and what about this? I'm not talking about – I'm saying me personally, I don't see – and I'm out there in the streets. I'm out there in the hoods. I'm out there. I don't see that a lot. Typically when you have men, young men who are raised by strong men, they end up straight. And that's not to say they're not going to have certain problems, but a lot of times you're not going to see them in a rumble. And we have to get out of this culture that says there's nothing wrong with, with, with women raising men. Okay? I'm going to say that again because I'm sure that's going to piss some people off. We have to get out of the culture that makes it okay to live a life outside of the guideline the Bible has put forth for us. It's not okay to be a single mom, to be a single dad. If that's your circumstance and that's your circumstance, that's fine, and we can work on changing that circumstance. But at the end of the day, we all want, need, want and need love. And more importantly, these kids need two parents. You know, at minimum, they need a mother, and they need, if you know, maybe a strong stepfather who will eventually get to the point where he's not viewed as viewed like a stepfather, and it's just that's my dad. We kids need that. Now, if you didn't have that, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not going to say you can't be a great person, but don't ever try to convince yourself that living a life outside of the Bible it is okay because it's not. It never will be. It never has been. No matter what society says, no matter what the media says, the Bible gives us a guideline of how we're to act. 
Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? No. No one's perfect, but don't act like we don't have a guideline. I have a guideline on how to live my life. Do I always live my life that way? No. No one does, but that doesn't mean we can't strive for that. See how that works? On another, so that's how I feel. That's, you know, that's kind of what I want to say about rompers. Listen, stop wearing a romper. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't care. First of all, I'm not wearing a romper. You know what I mean? I'm not wearing rompers, and I, and no one I know wears rompers. So I'm not, I don't have to worry about that. And so I don't really care if people wear rompers. I don't care what you do with your life. I don't care what anyone does. Me talking about men wearing rompers is not to say I don't want you to wear rompers. That would be judging people who wear rompers. That would be, you know what I'm saying, in, in somehow impeding someone else's free will. I'm not trying to do that. I just want people to know what it is. I'm just trying to educate you. If you see someone wearing a romper, I'm not saying go snatch it off and don't go cuss them out, don't do anything to them. I'm just saying you're gay. We need to get out of a system. <laughs> there's so many gay people living life as straight. It's ridiculous. A lot of these 45-year-old men, 50-year-old men, Never been married, ain't never seen them with a woman. Want to be players out here? They're really their fruitcakes on the low. A lot, there's a lot of DL behavior. There was, there was DL behavior 20 years ago. I had J.O. King, who wrote on the download on this show, and that was 10 years ago. J.O. King was one of my very first interviews, uh, celebrity interviews on this show. That was about 10 years ago. So, and he wrote the book on on the download. So you can already imagine how long prior to that stuff was going on like this. So this whole DL phenomenon is nothing new. If it was going on then, it's quadrupled at this point. So be clear. It's not that they just are single. That's a lot of fruitcakes out here. And we need and certainly so if you got DL dudes walking around in jeans and tips out here, you gonna try to tell me that if a man says, hmm, it's a good idea to wear this romper. That would be a cool outfit to wear. You wanna tell me he's not gay? Get the hell out of here, man. You know what I mean? Excuse my language, but seriously, stop it. Come on, man. Come on. That's like, oh, yeah, let me just throw in this bra. You know what I mean? Let me just throw in this tampon. Oh, no, I'm not gay, though. Come on. Yes, you are. Come on. We got to stop the foolishness. Everything is not that complicated. Everything is not complicated. Some things are very straightforward. You wear a romper, you're gay. You get, You have sex with a man, you're gay. All this eating the booty like groceries, you know, man. If you like your ass ate out, you're freaking gay. If you like a woman to stick a finger up your ass, you're gay. Period. You're gay. You like someone playing with your ass crack, you're freaking gay. That means you've had you've had a man run up in you. That's why you know what I mean? Come on, guys. We gotta stop the foolishness. It's not that hard, it's not that complicated. You know, no one has, I've never wanted to play with an ass crack. I've never wanted my ass crack played with nothing crazy like that. If you know what you're doing, if your man likes that freaky stuff, guess what? It ain't just freaky. He's a fruitcake. That's what's going on. Sorry I had to be the one to tell you. I know most people will, you know, allow you to live in this fantasy world. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. All this talk about ass crack. You know what I Yo, all that eating the booty stuff and all. That's new. All this just happens. Yeah, I, listen, I'll be 40 this year. I know all this, but none of this stuff happened. 
There was no talk about anything with the ass cracks, you know, in music, in sex. Like, nobody talked about that. Now, all of a sudden, it's, you know, playing with the booty is, is you know, like Little Wayne, for example. I used to watch that show, uh, Christina Million. She had a she had a reality show. I don't know if y'all saw it, but she it was an episode where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with Little Wayne, and, uh, you know, I'm going to get this procedure done. Like, yeah, what's the procedure? Well, it's just it's, a, it's an anal procedure, and you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have it bleached. I'm gonna have my ass crack bleached. Like, what the? You're gonna have your ass crack bleached? She's like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, he, he, she, you know, I don't know if she said his name, but she's like, yeah, he just likes it when it's really, really light back. He spends a lot of time back there, so, you know, that, that's just something I want to do for him. I'm looking like, oh, okay, that's cool. He's a fruitcake. You know, he's gay. That's that's why you like, come on, man. I don't think any, you know, Kitchen Birdman and who knows, I mean, just being in the celebrity lifestyle, he's a fruitcake, man. So I'm going to wrap it up, man, because, you know, I, I think at some point too much realness, it becomes overload. I'm going to let y'all relax for a little bit until I come back next time. But, yeah, man, just uh, all this Donald Trump talk, yo, get a life. No disrespect to anyone. No disrespect. But if you wake up, if you go to sleep, if you spend your day talking about Donald Trump, being mad about Donald Trump, I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't be mad. I don't care what you get mad at. I'm saying you have no freaking life. I'm saying if the United States political system power and that much interest in your life, then you are in serious need of one. Because I don't, if you, you see what I do. Y'all see what I do. You see how I spend my time, okay? Whether I'm, whether I'm doing this show, whether I'm out on a date night with my wife, whether I'm at the park with my kids, you understand that? If I'm at a family function or whatever I'm doing, I, you know, I literally, and I mean this, I do not give a damn about Donald Trump. Donald Trump will not make me lose sleep. I would, like, other than when you may see me post a, a 200 character post once a week about Donald Trump on Facebook or, or or anything political, that's the extent of it. You know what I mean? Like that's it. You know, I don't think about it. I don't talk about it. I don't sit outside that. I'm with my kids. I'm having fun. I'm making money. I'm doing what I do. And I'm just saying, if 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 that's not you, you know, if you talk about Donald Trump, if you talk about politics more than you praise Jesus Christ. That's a problem. If you'll post about politics before you'll post a Bible verse or a scripture or a testimony, that's a problem. If you, if you, have, if you have kids, if you actually have children, and I see more posts on your Facebook about Donald Trump than I do your actual kids or how happy you are with your kids, that's a serious problem. And I'll pray for you because I would hate to. I would hate to be that person who has a wife, who has kids, who has family, but is mad every single day about pot. That's I can't even imagine that. Like I told you, I'm gonna get off. The, I'm gonna I'm, after this show is over. Y'all probably won't hear from me again all day. I doubt if you even if I even post on online after after this. Seriously, but meanwhile there'll still be people literally nonstop. Donald Trump really had been nonstop since since November. 
And this is almost July, June, July, summer. So think about that, guys. I thank you. Uh, I'm actually doing, guys, real quick, a uh, a summer promotion for, you know, if you, if you want love, you want, you know, you want that process, you want to work on some internal issues, whatever, before the fall, before the upcoming holiday season, you want to kind of deal with some things, you know, hopefully have love for 2018. By these years are flying by. You know, shoot me a, a message, shoot me a uh, call me, 855-55-89, and, uh, and we can get it started. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all next time.
Motivated 